Welcome to another exciting weekend message from Encounter Church. For more information, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Journeys. They can take us to incredible places, places that we've dreamed to visit, places that we even plan to go one day. In order to plan our trips, we make our hotel arrangements and we get our cars all gassed up and ready to go. We research our destinations, we plan our itineraries and make sure everything is ready. And then finally, we hit the road and get on our way. But sometimes we find ourselves in unexpected journeys, the trips that we never meant to take or be a part of with unexpected twists and turns. Sometimes it can be very exhilarating and other times it can be full of fear. This kind of journey changes everything. When I think of journeys, I think of adventures. I think of road trips with my friends. I think of the wind in my hair and amazing sights along the way. But with unexpected journeys, we don't quite know what to expect, do we? It's uncomfortable not knowing what's happening, where we're going, or how we're even going to get there. Sometimes it doesn't feel safe. But I think if we were honest with ourselves, there's something exciting about not having it all figured out or having control all the time. But maybe there's more to life than just the prearranged routes that we've planned for ourselves. Life is a lot like these journeys. Sometimes you know exactly where you want to go and we make our way there. But other times, life presents us with something completely different, something unplanned, something completely beautiful. And before we know it, we may find ourselves on an unexpected journey. You know, we, uh, five years ago almost, my wife and I packed up all of our things, our children, and we moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania from Cincinnati, Ohio, all because of a phone call. Uh, we were living in Cincinnati. I was working at a Blockbuster. I actually had a pretty decent job there. I really enjoyed what I was doing. If anyone remembers what a Blockbuster is, they're unfortunately have gone the way of the dodo. But I was working there, and I was trying to get back into the ministry and to work as being a pastor, and, uh, but it was just sort of in a lull between. I had just finished my master's degree a little bit ago, and and uh, got a phone call out of, sort of out of nowhere. A pastor named Jack Thomas called me up and said, hey, I got your resume from some friends of mine who really speak very highly of you. I am planting a church in the south side area of Pittsburgh and want to know if you would be interested in hearing more and maybe possibly moving to help us start this church. Well, that was almost five years ago. My family picked up. We felt so sure that this was the opportunity that God was bringing us. We just felt like God said, this is what I want for you. This is the next thing. So we, we actually packed up all of our things, moved our kids to Pittsburgh. We didn't have a job lined up. We didn't have a place to live lined up. We didn't uh, know the city. I was born here, but hadn't lived here most of my life. We were in an unknown place in a brand new city and didn't have anything. Why in the world would we do something like that? Well, the answer is found in the fact that I knew it was the right thing to do. I mean, why would I pick up my family from the schools that they liked, from the job that I had, the place that we were in, the, the routine and the safeness that we had, to pick up and risk everything to move to a brand new city, to take this journey that I had absolutely no idea where it would lead us? 
was because I knew it was the right thing. I knew it was the right thing, even though there was unknown. And an unexpected phone call that I got would eventually lead us into an unexpected adventure that I will tell you has taken us onto places that are incredible and I could never have imagined. In fact, I am standing right here today in front of you now, the pastor of this church, this church that a year ago did not even exist, and that four years ago, five years ago, was not even in my mind because of that unexpected phone call and because I decided to follow what God was asking me to do and go on an unexpected journey and it brought me to incredible places. I believe that God had an opportunity that day for me and that he wanted something more for me. And today, I believe that God is knocking on your door with opportunities for you and he wants to do something in your life. I believe that God wants so badly to have more for you, to unlock your fullest potential and to do things and accomplish things through you if we would just agree to go. And so I believe that we're starting a journey of faith today. So when we're all in a journey of life, Every one of us are walking through every day our jobs. We get up in the morning and we go to work and we go to school or, you know, we get the kids ready and we take them to daycare and we go to class or whatever we do. We come home, we eat dinner. And as we go along, things come up. We are in a journey of life. But I also believe that God is calling us to something greater, into a journey of faith, an adventure that will take us to incredible places if we would just agree to go. Now, in The Hobbit, we meet a man named Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo is a very peaceful, friendly, courteous man, but Bilbo also likes his life of safety, his life of routine. Bilbo is the kind of a guy that really spends most of his time putting things in place in order where they go, when they're supposed to be there. And so what we find Bilbo in The Hobbit, and we're just going to see here in just a moment, when we find him, first see him, he's sitting out on the side of the road in front of his house. He's smoking a pipe, and he's just sort of enjoying this beautiful place of the Shire that they live in. It's just this, this lovely, peaceful town where nothing really ever happens, and they like it that way. And he's sitting there reflecting on the beautiful day, and all of a sudden, a man named Gandalf comes along. Gandalf is the opposite of Bilbo. Gandalf is, is unpredictable. Gandalf is, is wild and dangerous. And then they come and they meet. And so we're going to pick up our story right here and let's see what happens as Gandalf meets Bilbo for the first time. Can I help you? That remains to be seen. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. An adventure? I don't imagine anyone west of Bree would have much interest in adventures. Nasty, disturbing, uncomfortable things. You're late for dinner. <laughs> this is us, isn't it? We find ourselves in a moment when all of a sudden there is this unexpected thing that pops up into our minds. And that comes along, an opportunity that comes along, and we immediately buck against it. There's this, no, I'm perfectly happy where I am right now in my life. Thank you very much. And, and Bilbo even said it. He said, adventures are dirty, nasty, uncomfortable things. These journeys, he was not interested in going anywhere outside of his comfort zone. He was happy getting up in the morning. He was happy, you know, in his home, doing his job, coming home, having everything in its place. But I think... I think there's probably something more to this. And that is, I believe that Bilbo's story really is our story. 
And I think that what we're going to find today is that Bilbo's journey that he's going to take in this movie is also our journey. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever been presented with an opportunity that scared you? Have you ever had something come up that maybe excited you, but also worried you at the same time? Like, wow, that sounds great. That sounds really exciting. Man, I'm not sure if that's the right thing for me. I'm not sure if, that's, if I'm ready for that. I mean, deep inside, you want more. You want more for your life. You want more for, for yourself. You want to reach your potential. You want to do something great in life. You want to feel like you have gotten everything out of life that it has to offer. But you're afraid to take the steps forward. Maybe you're not feeling qualified or like you're up to the task for the journey. I think what we're going to find today is that if you're willing, if you're willing, there is a lot more to you and to me than we even know. And I believe that God is calling each one of us into an adventure, into a journey of life and a journey of faith that he wants to take us to incredible places. And that there are so many more things inside of us that he doesn't even, we don't even know about, but that he will show us. And so in just a moment, we're going to watch one more clip. And we're going to see what's happened. Is that So after Bilbo slams the door on Gandalf's face, later that night, he gets a knock on the door. And all of a sudden, one by one, two by two, these pack of dwarves just start rolling through his door. And they're expecting Bilbo to know who they are. And we come to find out that the dwarves are there on a quest and that Bilbo is expected to come along with them. And so we pick up our next clip with with. Gandalf explaining where this journey is going to take them, and we're going to find out something about Bilbo that maybe we didn't expect. Let's watch. The task I have in mind will require a great deal of stealth and no small amount of courage. But if we are careful and clever, I believe that it can be done. That's why we need a burglar. Hmm, good one too. An expert, I'd imagine. And are you... Am I one? He said he's an expert. <laughs> Me? No, 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 no. I'm not a burglar. I've never stolen a thing in my life. I'm afraid I have to agree with Mr. Baggins. He's hardly burglar material. Aye, the wild is no place for gentle folk who can neither fight nor fend for themselves. Hobbits are remarkably light on their feet. In fact, they can pass unseen by most if they choose. And while the dragon is accustomed to the smell of dwarf, the scent of a hobbit is all but unknown to him, which gives us a distinct advantage. You asked me to find the 14th member of this company, and I have chosen Mr. Baggins. There's a lot more to him than appearances suggest, and he's got a great deal more to offer than any of you know, including himself. And so what we find here is that he's describing this incredible journey that's going to take them over mountains and through valleys and through across rivers. There's going to be potential danger. I mean, and Bilbo is freaking out. He's thinking, I, this is not what I want at all. But there's something inside of him that is saying, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And then he goes, but wait a minute, I, even if I wanted to go, I am not qualified for this trip. I could not possibly 
offer anything of assistance. And they all agree and they argue with him. And Gandalf stands up and commands the attention of the room and says, you have no idea. You have no idea what this hobbit has inside of him. And I think that's us. I think that's us. And I think God is saying to us, if you would just take the leap of faith and come to know me, if you would walk in this journey of of walking and following my son Jesus, I will take you to places. I will give you adventures in life. I will show you things that will be beyond. You will have purpose in life that you have never had before if you would just come with me. And so Bilbo finally agrees to go. He finally agrees to go. And I think what is troubling him the most is that he doesn't know what to expect. And he's worried that when he gets out into the wilderness, that he's not going to be prepared and he's going to be alone. He's not going to have anyone. And I think all of us are afraid of that way. I think if we feel like we step into the unknown of what does faith look like and what does my journey with God look like and what is, what is my life going to look like? I think we get afraid because we feel like we're going to be alone. We're going to be afraid that our friends may not want to hang around with us or whatever different changes might come in our life, the things that are twisted, it might get difficult. What do I do? What do I do? Well, we're going to examine a passage of Scripture that I, I think is perfect for this. And it, it just shows God's promises to us on this journey. And so as we read this, it's a very, very famous passage. And most of you, most of us in this room, even if you don't read the Bible very often, have probably heard at least the first couple lines of this, this passage. But I encourage you, while we read it together, to imagine this journey that Bilbo's on and the journey of a life, the journey of faith, Let's imagine it together. If you have your Bibles with you, I encourage you to pull out to the Psalm 23. Almost every one of us have heard the 23rd Psalm or have pulled that out. If you pull your Bibles out or open in your programs, there's a sheet that has the words on there as well as the screen up here will have it as well. Let's read it together. And as we do, as we do, let's read and let's listen to this. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green pastures meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. And even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I mean, wow, what an incredible passage. As I was thinking about finding this passage of Scripture that would really relate to this, I'd stumbled across it, and I felt like it was almost a moment of just this enlightenment where I felt like God said, this one is the one I've been planning for a very long time. I mean, think about that. If you were to take a journey anywhere, a lot of the images that we see in the Lord of the Rings trilogies and and in the Hobbit movies, we see New Zealand and all of these incredible landscapes. If you were to be walking through there, you're going to come across green meadows. You're going to come across, you know, streams. You're going to come through some dark valleys. And we know that this is more than just figurative language. We're also, or literal like language, we're actually talking about figuratively about the things that are going to come across us in life as we go on this journey. And I think that this speaks to our journey. And there are six promises that God put right inside of there that if we will walk with God on this journey of faith, what he promises to do. And here they are. This is so simple. The first one is this. 
verse 1 says we will have all that we need. I mean, it starts off by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. When I think about a trip, I think about Bilbo. I think about how he packed his bags. I think about how they went on a journey and they took stuff with them. But all along the way, they never ran out because they were always provided for. When we take the journey with God, when we will walk with him, he promises that we will have all that we need. God promises that if we walk with him, he will give us rest when we need it. I think that's a big reason why we think oftentimes about not going on journeys or why we think maybe an opportunity is not right for us. It's because we're worried that we're too tired or that we don't have the energy or the strength to do it. But God promises in verse 2, he lets me rest in green meadows. There are plenty of times on a journey throughout the journey of life and the journey of faith where things have happened and now you need to just rest a little bit and recoup and gain your thoughts. God promises that he will give us rest. God promises that if we will walk with him, he will keep us energized. So not just rest, throughout our journey, he will keep us energized. Verse 3 says, he renews my strength. So what that means is that my strength was depleted, but now it is renewed. It's like a recharging of your batteries. God promises that as we walk with him, he will give us energy, he will give us strength, and he will renew our energy. But the best news to me, one of my favorite ones in verse 3 is he finishes up, he says, and he guides me along right paths. He guides us. If we will walk with him, he promises to guide us. I mean, how many times have you ever been walking through the woods? Have you ever been on a trail? I mean, raise your hand. Have you ever just been walking through the woods and you came across a fork? Maybe one direction and another. Let me see your hands if anybody's ever had a fork like that. Okay. Now, oftentimes we are in places where we know where we're at. But if you're on a journey that there's unexpected twists and turns or a fork in the road comes along and you don't know where you're supposed to go, God promises that he will guide us and tell us where to go. I mean, Bilbo had no clue where he was going. He had no idea which path was the right to take in order to get to the Lonely Mountain. But he had Gandalf with him. He had his pack of friends. And in our case, we have God who will guide us, who will speak to us and show us exactly where to go. God promises that if we will walk with him, he will be close. Verse 4 says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, even when you're in the most difficult times, even when pain comes, even when trouble comes, even when unexpected loss comes in your life, it says, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. God promises that he will always be with us no matter what. In the darkest of night, in the coldest of rainiest nights, he will be with us always. He promises to be with us on the journey. And God promises that if we walk with him, he will protect us. Verse 4 says, even when I walk through that, you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. And that reminds me of, of like in the movie, these guys were armed to the teeth. They had axes, they had shields, they had swords, they had daggers. They were protected, and God says, David said in the psalm, he says, your rod and your staff will protect me. I mean, imagine that. If there was an enemy that was to come in, for sheep particularly, the shepherd had a rod and a staff to fight off the wolves that were coming. And if you remember in this movie, in The Hobbit, there are these creatures called wargs, which are are large, oversized wolves that come and hunt the party that are on this journey. And their weapons are what protects them. And God promises that on the journey, as we come across difficulties, as we face problems and trials and pain, that he will protect us and he will keep us safe. But 
Bilbo's journey wasn't just for fun. Bilbo's journey also had a purpose to it. You see, darkness was creeping across the land. If you've seen the film, you know that most people didn't even see it. Most people thought that everything was right. Everything was right as rain. In fact, some of the great wizards that were in that world didn't believe that there was anything wrong, that everything was fine, but there was something creeping across the land, a darkness that was threatening to take over all of the world that Bilbo lived in. And it would have been easy for Bilbo to sit in the back and to sit in the shire where it was far away from the problems. But he didn't. He went because he knew that eventually it would come to his doorstep anyway. He had a purpose. And so these dwarves and Gandalf and Bilbo set out on a quest in order to to take back what was theirs, but also eventually, ultimately we know, to stop the creeping darkness that was coming along. And the same is true in our lives. God is calling us not only into an adventure of faith, but also into a quest to bring hope to a dark world. He's calling us to be light to the, to the, and bring hope to the hurting, to the broken and to those who are living in fear and in darkness. And so we're going to pick up right here with one more clip where we, see, where we see Gandalf talking now. They're on their journey and it's getting difficult. And Gandalf leads us into this place where it's like, well, why did you bring Bilbo along and what is going on? And let's watch and see what he says. Mithrandir. Why the halfling? I don't know. Saruman believes that it is only a great power that can hold evil in check. But that is not what I have found. I found it is the small things, everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keeps the darkness at bay. Simple acts of kindness and love. Why Bilbo Baggins? Perhaps it is because I'm afraid. And it gives me courage. Do not be afraid, Miss Rantir. You are not alone. Gandalf says, I found it is the small things, the everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keeps the darkness at bay. What an incredible thing to say. And I think it's so true. God partners, he chooses to partner with each of us to bring light and hope to our hurting world. I mean, it is not enough for us to sit in our comfortable place. It's not enough for us to even say, I'm going on this journey just for a stroll. Like God calls each of us. There was a purpose of why God brought me to Pittsburgh. I mean, we were happy doing what we were doing, you know, in, in, in Cincinnati. I was happy working. I had a comfortable life. But God had more for me. And he didn't just say move to Pittsburgh because it's the greatest city on the earth that has the best football team in the world. No, he said, yeah, that's right. But no, he said, I have plans for you. And I had no idea it would eventually lead us to be the pastor of this new church. But we are here because God knows what he's doing. Because there are people in this community who desperately need the hope and love that Jesus Christ has to offer. And so I answered the call. And I think we often think that we don't have the power or that we don't have the influence that we would need in order to make change in our community. We may not 
be the most influential people. We may not have the, the most powerful positions. We may not even be the most, like have celebrity status or anything like that. But we are called by God to make a difference, to bring hope to people. And so when Gandalf says, I found it as the small things, it is the everyday deeds of ordinary folk who keep the darkness at bay. And he said, it's small acts of love and kindness. And here's the deal. Our willingness to travel the journey of faith with God will lead us to opportunities to bring light into the darkness. Simple acts of kindness and love. I mean, that's not just the, 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 the middle of it. That's not just the, the only thing. But this is a start. So if you're wondering today and you're saying, how can I take this journey? How can I become a part of what God wants to do? Begin here. The small things, the little things. It's the small acts of love and kindness of everyday people that keeps the darkness at bay. Yesterday, I went to a training uh, for our uh, LAMP mentoring program that our church is partnering with. It's an amazing program, organization called Family Guidance. They are, they partner with P- Pittsburgh Public Schools and they run a mentoring program here in this very school. And we're partnering. I've signed up to be a mentor and you can sign up if you ever are interested. You could talk to me about it. But yesterday I went to a full day training about it, sort of cultural training. And, and the part, the thing that I'm mentioning is because I went in the last half of it was all about the world that, of the, the kids that I'm going to be mentoring, the people that I'll be meeting with and the lives that they live in. And let me tell you guys, it is dark. It is dark. Kids who don't have parents, kids who don't even have homes. They've got cockroaches climbing all over their walls. They don't have food in their refrigerator. Their mom is on drugs. There is darkness in our community. It is not just, you know, in another country. It's not just in Homewood or just in Hazelwood. It is in Lawrenceville. It is in Morningside. It is in Friendship. It is in other parts of the city. And I cannot stand by and, and do nothing. But I can't make the change in people's lives either. And so they kept hammering it over and over again. Be their friend. And I think that's what we're talking about here is it's just, it's just being love and being kindness. So as God takes us and gives us opportunities to do things in our life, as we, as we walk down the street and we see the homeless man, instead of passing by the homeless person, let's think, how can I show love and kindness today? Let's do something different about it. And God will give us opportunities. That's what I said. I want to repeat it again. And I think it's on the screen. Our willingness to travel the journey of faith with God, it will lead us to opportunities to bring light into the darkness. And that's when we can begin with those simple acts of kindness and love. And guys, we are not alone. The very end of that clip, he said, perhaps it is because I'm afraid and Bilbo gives me courage. And then she came over to him and said, do not be afraid. You are not alone. And I feel like I want just right now in this moment, just something that just came to me, let's all of us close our eyes and hear God speak to you. You are not alone. I am with you. I am with you. You are not alone. And so as we walk this journey together, we learn about ourselves. We see things about ourselves. God brings to attention the things that we had no idea were even there. Bilbo ends up saving the day when they're attacked at one point. It's this incredible thing that happens. Bilbo finds he is much more resilient than you ever thought, that he ever thought he was and that anybody ever thought he was too. We will see as we are on this journey that God has a plan for each one of us. And it's unique for each of us. Our paths will be different, but he will guide us. He will be with us. He will take care of us. And we may not even believe that we are qualified or that we're even ready for this adventure. 
that he is calling us to, but he promises to be with us and that we will never be the same. And so they go on this journey and they face many, many unpredictable, unexpected twists and turns and their life appears to be in danger many times, but every time they rely on each other. They were guided. They knew where they were going. They were unified in their purpose and they made it through. And we're going to find right now what happened right here near the end of the story. Let's watch this last clip. survive in the wild and you had no place amongst us I have never been so wrong in all my life So Bilbo survived and the whole crew did. And in this moment of panic and fear, Bilbo was almost felt like he had done something wrong. But in cinematic fashion, as we know, they flip it around and we find out that everyone discovered that every single one of them had something to offer. Every one of them was needed on the journey. And Bilbo had what it took, not because he was anything special. He wasn't a hero. He wasn't a superhero. He had wasn't the best with weapons. He was just willing to go. He was willing to do what it was that was in front of him, the opportunity that, was, that he felt was right. Why did I move to Pittsburgh? Because I knew it was the right thing to do. And for you today, you may be sitting here feeling like, what is it that, that is this, what is God putting in front of me? Maybe you're here today and you don't even, you haven't even begun the journey of faith with God. And I want to encourage you today. We're going to give you an opportunity in a moment during our response moment to be able to start that journey. And I hope, I hope and I trust that each one of us will take a step further today. Whether you've been on the journey of faith for a long time to take it and continue moving forward. Let God renew you. Let him give you strength. Let him give you rest. Maybe you've recently been on the fence and you're thinking, I don't know, I've been thinking about this for a while. I kind of half committed to this journey. I want to encourage you to get out there, take those steps of faith and move and begin a relationship with Jesus and follow and dive into this adventure. Maybe you haven't taken the journey at all. And today he's calling you and he's saying, come on this journey with me. I will give you purpose. I will show you what life could really be like. 
come with me. And so the challenge for today is this. It's simply just take the journey. Take the steps of the journey. And it begins with the invitation. Accept the invitation. You don't even know where you're headed until you accept the invitation from the Creator. The one who designed life, who designed the entire path and the journey for you. Accept the invitation. And you can do that simply by just saying, God, I don't know what you have for me, but I want it. I want more. I feel you tugging on my heart. Just help me to follow your son, Jesus. And then part of taking that journey once you do is travel together. Today, right after service, we're starting our our life group open house. It's a place to find out about a group that you could sign up. We're starting them in just two weeks. It's a midweek group where you can meet together on this journey of faith where you can travel with people where you won't have to go alone, where God will be in those times and you just learn about life together and you learn about Jesus. Travel together. I encourage you right after service, right out here in this left hall, to my left, to your right. Just go and sign up for a group. Talk to some of the leaders and what it's going to be like. I promise you life groups will change your life. It will make this journey so much more fun. Accept the invitation and travel together. And most importantly, stay close to the guide. God is our biggest guide. He promises to guide us. He promises to keep us safe. Stay close to him and you will always, always know where you're going. Thanks for listening to this message from Encounter Church. If you call Encounter Home or if you would like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterPGH.com and click on the Support Encounter tab on the left side. This is a quick and simple way to stay up to date with your regular giving. We hope you join us next week.